This is Scott Becker, and today we're thrilled to be joined by Nicole Wilson. Nicole holds a variety of leadership positions as a senior vice president at Community Health Network in Indianapolis. She'll talk to us about her roles, prioritizing, and a little bit more. Nicole, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. Good afternoon. Uh, first of all, many thanks to you, Scott, for having me. I am a huge fan of you and your organization. I am Nicole Wilson. I am currently the Vice President of Integrated Primary Care and Ancillary Clinical Services at Community Health Network, which is based in Indianapolis, Indiana. In this role, I serve as the operations and strategy leader over all of our traditional primary care practices, pediatric sites, urgent care sites, and retail clinics. I'm also responsible for our employee health and corporate health business, inclusive of some school partnerships that we have, and then also have leadership of our ambulatory ancillary clinical services like outpatient, physical therapy, imaging, infusion, sleep, things of that nature. I've been in healthcare leadership for over 16 years. I'm passionate about health equity, diversity and inclusion, um, developing others, and consumerism and retail in the healthcare space. Thank you very much. Can you tell the audience a little bit about Community Health Network, just to give people a sense of the organization? Sure. Community Health Network is an integrated health system based in Indianapolis and some surrounding communities. We have around eight hospitals between our acute care facilities, our rehab hospitals. We also have a heart hospital. Uh, we see nearly 2 million patient encounters every year. Uh, we have about 7,600 births. And we have over 200 sites of care in the ambulatory world. Um, we're also pretty proud about our cancer centers that are affiliated with MD Anderson. Um, most importantly about Community Health Network, our mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every life we touch. And so we're very dedicated to our community. Um, our first hospital, which was on the east side of town in Indianapolis, was actually founded by citizens in the local east side community who literally went door to door, taking up co a collection to help build the hospital. So that's Community Health Network. So, so just magnificent. And you're in charge of a whole array of responsibilities. You're one of these great leaders who get stacked with lots of responsibilities. What, what do you view as your top three priorities? How do you prioritize amongst all the things you oversee? Sure. Um, my approach, Scott, I've taken more of a, a global um, look at our priorities because I really have an awesome team who know their particular areas very well, but some of the things when I am currently looking at my priority list that rise to the top, um, first of all, is caring for patients as we continue to live with COVID, uh, especially as we see an uptick in cases. So how in all of these areas do we continually make adjustments so we can safely see patients and then ensure the safety of our staff? Um, as a health system, we can't shut down in all places because we're the ones actually providing the care. And yes, we can see some patients virtually, but um, some do need to be seen in person. So um, a lot of my work day to day is um, how do we strike that balance of making sure we're taking care of patients, keeping people safe, and learning to live with COVID. Um, Another priority that has uh, certainly been important to me but has risen to the top in our organization are things around racial and social equity in the care that we give. Um, this pandemic has further revealed the health disparities amongst 
black and brown communities and we as health providers, you know, we really have to keep our foot on the gas to make sure there is permanent change in the future and that a lot of these systemic barriers in our health system are torn down. Um, I know my own organization has uh, re-energized around this, but, you know, making sure our organizations and others sustain this energy and hold themselves accountable is really critical. And that's a critical priority. And then how do you, how, do, how, do, how, do, how is the progress made in health equity? How do we make progress? Cause it, it, it's such a part of the national discussion. COVID has clearly shown, you know, great disparities in care and in health. And how do you make improvements? How do we as a, as a community, as a country make improvements? You know, it is, to me, it's a multifaceted approach. There are things within our health system and that we have to relook at. I mean, even from the questions that we ask from the point that a patient enters our health system, um, the questions and how we approach them have to change and we have to do it from the lens of equity. Um, we have to be vigilant about making sure that we are providing care in the community. We can't expect everybody to come to us, but there are communities in need that don't have access and we need to make sure that we're going out to the community to serve um, the folks who have limited access and putting things in place um, to make access um, easier for them. Um, we have to really put some funding behind it within our health systems. Um, our organization has put um, dollars behind this initiative um, to make sure that, um, you know, anytime you have dollars pointed towards something, it does become a priority. And then we also have to look at um, our internal pipelines. We have to start at the board level, making sure that we have a diverse board, we have diverse senior leaders, we have diverse teams that are actually doing the care so that we cover not only those who are treating and doing the frontline care, but those who are making policies and structural changes are represented. One hundred percent, and thank you very, very much. Let me—I did—I did, I did um, stop you. You had gone through two of the key priorities. Talk to me about the third priority that you're focused on. Sure. So. Um, the third priority that we're working on um, or that I am working on with my team is creating a digital front door for the future of healthcare. Um, you know, this has shown us through this pandemic that we really have to pivot as a health system and really learn from those industries that have done well with consumerism, retail, on demand, and especially who have done that through a digital lens. Um, healthcare is behind when it comes to meeting consumers and seeking care and meeting people at Google. And we have to really be diligent about getting a seamless digital pathway for people to convert into an appointment and have a digital journey. So that those are an, that's another priority in our system right now. Thank you. And I understand. And, and maybe you could tell this, tell me about this a little bit, that you've won scholarships for your work and, and you've been a scholar with the American College of Healthcare, College of Healthcare Executives, the ACHE, um, the, the Thomas Dolan Executive Diversity Scholar. Can you tell me a little bit about that? 
Yes, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. The Tom C. Dolan Executive Diversity Program is a program that selects six um, up-and-coming diverse healthcare executives from across the nation, and we go through a year-long curriculum um, related to um, really preparing us for leadership in healthcare and specifically exposing us to all of the things that we need to know to prepare for the C-suite. We take advantage of courses through ACHE. We also get assigned a mentor. I was assigned a mentor who is out of the Chicago area. And most importantly, we get to meet and greet uh, with many healthcare executives from across the nation, as well as we have a cohort of individuals who we remain connected even to this day from going through that experience. So it's something that I highly recommend for any up-and-coming diverse executive. I feel like it uh, prepared me well for what's possible in the future. And and you're having yourself a remarkable career, Nicole. Take a moment, and what advice would you give to other emerging leaders? We've talked a little bit about health equity and diversity, but really, regardless of race, religion, gender, what advice would you give? to other leaders trying to have great careers like you're having? Sure. So one thing I would say is um, I'm a big believer in the concept of lift as you climb. And I encourage all those in leadership to be sure that as you go along your leadership journey, that you sponsor someone else and you bring someone else along with you. I think we have to keep in mind that it's very rare that any of us made it to this place called success on our own. There have been mentors, sponsors, community members who helped us along the way. And people who mentioned our names and rooms where decisions were being made. So as a part of leadership, we have to do our part to return that favor and do that for others um, that was done for us. So um, there's always room to make someone else successful and open doors for those looking for their next opportunity. So um, probably magnificent, oh, but a magnificent thought. Lift as you climb. I've never heard it said like that. And you see so many leaders that are so good at this, and you see other leaders that reach a pinnacle and think it's just for them. And so it's it's so important. It's such an important and constant concept. I know you and I share a very mutual friend, a very mutual colleague, Jamie Conan, who constantly speaks about this. And I think it's just a, a great point. Lift as you climb. And thank you. Absolutely. The other thing I would say is, and and I took this line out of the musical Hamilton, don't throw away your shot. Uh, When able, put yourself out there, advocate for yourself professionally, raise your hand and let people know you're interested in leadership. And I say that for anyone, but especially for a person of color, um, because sometimes there are so few minorities within an organization that um, that group doesn't come top of mind when something comes up. So sometimes you have to advocate for yourself and your opportunities. So I always say, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. And Hamilton, it's fascinating because it, it is such an inspirational play in theater to so many people on so many levels for, for things like that. The hard-charging son of immigrants or immigrant who is yep. of color in, an, in, a, in a society that's largely not of color and saying, when I have my shot, I have to take it. And, and it magnificently touching and inspiring to so many people. But thank you. One more piece of advice for leaders. So um, for me, I feel like 
the one thing that has helped me um, excel is I um, I always tell those coming behind me to out hustle everyone, um, and that can also be taken from Hamilton as well. You have to be able to put in the hard work, the long days sometimes to really learn and um, you know perfect your craft. And so sometimes, um, you know, I see leaders who just want to go straight to the top and after being, uh, you know, at their job for, you know, two or three years, but you really have to out hustle everyone. You have to be willing to do the things that others weren't willing to do. You have to be willing to learn the things that others did not want to learn and put in those work and hours. And they truly do pay off because when you emerge, you can say, hey, I have had experience in that. I did learn that very well. I do have operational knowledge of that. And it just positions you well um, for your next opportunity when you put in the work. So I have always thought I have to out hustle everyone. So in terms of three pieces of advice, just to, to so you know, lift up those behind you and with you. Lift as you climb. Second is put your hand up. Look for the opportunity. Take your shots at the plate. Don't be afraid to. And you have to be vocal about it. And you mentioned, particularly as a minority executive, it, it, there are people that will have just internal biases. They they almost some can help it, some can't help it. But you have to make sure they see you as front and center and and ready for the next spot. And and so important. And third, you have to work hard. You have to be willing to do everything to to be willing to do the job, to be effective, and it pays off. And you have to. And there's a, a bit of an act of faith that will pay off if you do it. But you, but you have to do it and constantly ask questions while you're doing it and so forth. Absolutely, Nicole. It's it's just magnificent to get to visit with you today. What a privilege for me. Thank you very much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, Nicole. We can't wait to have you back on again. Thank you so much for your time.